everybody. This is Corey Chapman from Money Talk LA. Real people, real money, real talk. Today I'm going to do a special segment all centered around what's been going on in the world right now. We've seen so much civil unrest out there, and I know it's a little bit off the norm of my normal conversation, but I think it still ties in the money when it comes to the economy and all the things that have been happening around the world that have been affecting not only the larger economy, but also your personal economy. And this civil unrest is definitely doing a lot of things out there. You know, we've seen some things that happened just in a short amount of time with, you know, George Floyd that just happened. And this has been like, a, I think, a, a major, another pandemic in a sense that where people are really tired about the things that have been going on in the world and we're starting to see people respond to it. So I thought today I'd do another one of my brother talks where I reach out and, and tap into some of my friends and get their feedback, their thoughts, their insights, and really share some insights and thoughts about what's been going on and what's going on in everyone's thoughts and their minds. So with that being said, hey, brothers, what's going on tonight? What's happening? Cool, cool. I know. What's happening? All right. So I would imagine there are going to be a couple other people that might chime in when they come in. We'll let them dive into the conversation and then pick up from there. But look, guys, I just want to, you know, I was sitting here at the house and I, I you know, I, I don't normally get involved with a lot of politics stuff or whatever, but this was something that's been weighing heavy on my heart. I, I did a little rant this morning on Facebook and I uh, just talked about some conversations I've been having here in my house with my kids and my family. And, you know, I felt for the first time, man, I was at a loss. You know, I didn't know what to say or how to explain to my 11-year-old daughter about what's going on and why it's happening. You know, she's pulling up her TikTok, she's pulling up her YouTube channels and, it's just nothing but bombardedness, you know, about what's been going on with George Floyd, you know, and I thought this would be a cool forum to reach out, talk a little bit about what's happening and, and your thoughts and, you know, and maybe give us some insights to what's the solution, man, you know, because I really don't know that I have an answer, you know, and I thought this might be a good forum to just dive in and ask some questions about it. So, Adrian, man, why don't I reach out with you first, man? What are your thoughts, man? What's been going on in your world and, and you know, in, in your perspective of what's happening? Well, you know, to me, I think it begins with leadership. Yeah. I think it begins with the president that we have. And, and the president that we do have right now presently is sort of a buffoon. And uh, we don't have good leadership. And I think the, the leadership that we have at the top kind of reflects what's going on in society. Our leader of the country, of the free world, doesn't have a plan for anything like this. He didn't have a plan necessarily for... Uh, the coronavirus. So things, they seem to be sort of in disarray because most times our president is in disarray or he is not approaching this thing with a real reality of what to do. Um, um, we're talking about the coronavirus ending, but yet people are still getting it, but they're going, they want to put us out there. And then when we talk about policing and all, all of these things, there's, these things have been going on for years and years and years. And quite honestly, and I hate to say this because this is going to sound cruel, but I'm not shocked by anything that goes on. The only difference is, Corey, you know, I know, Kyle knows, Damon knows. The only difference is it's being filmed. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't being filmed, then it would continue to go on. Mm -hmm. It would continue. This has been happening. This, this system of, of policing and justice has been going on since the, the 20th, the turn, the turn of the century. The policing was originally created for us, 
to put us in jail so we can build the infrastructure of the country. But anyway, as we speak now, things are, are crazy because once again, we're putting everything in a microscope where everyone can see it. And they're kind of embarrassed about it, but kind of not embarrassed about it. So the pushback on it now is the rioting and the looting and all of that. Not, that's just all anger. Because honestly, the only way we're really going to affect rule changing is once we affect their money. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I have to say about it. Kyle, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I know he talks about, you know, Agent said that the only way to affect change is if it affects their pockets, right? Affect their money, right? So what are your thoughts around that? Do you think that the only way we can affect change is through the process of you know, hitting their pockets? Or do you think that it does have the ability to, um, you know, make a change in some other form of fashion? Well, I mean, I, I, I agree that when you affect some people's money, uh, it will promote some type of change, but I think real change has to have to have to start in the mindset. Right. All of this that happened and has happened has been based off of a mindset, how one person views another person, how one person views their status over another person. If you look at the stance of the officer that 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 participated in the death of George Floyd, if you look at the photos, his mindset was of natural. This was natural. This was easy. This was relaxed. He had his hand in his pocket like, oh, what? this is something that I was supposed to do. Um, and without any regard of anybody else's feelings, anybody else's life. And, you know, it's so it's a, it's a really a mindset. It, 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 you know, yeah, we can go after people's money. And if you want to say, oh, it's big business that's causing this, you know, whatever is really the mindset, because you know, in my in my walk um, as a minister, as a law enforcement chaplain, I see it on all levels from people with money, from people who don't have money. And so it's really just the mindset. And we got to change our mindset and start looking at this as a, a point of unity instead of a point of, of, of fear. Right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because like uh, in my conversation this morning, I, I quoted uh, a quote from John F. Kennedy. And one of the things that I feel about in this whole process is that we are lacking leadership. But more importantly, I think we're lacking, in, we're lacking orators, people who can inspire us to do better. We don't have that person who, you know, initiates us in the conversation that says, you know, I'm willing to do better because I was inspired for greatness. And I think until, again, Kyle, like you said, with the mindset, until we shift our thinking process, I think we're going to constantly keep having these types of things happen because it is prevalent. You know, I think, um, you know, I'm sitting here talking to my 19-year-old son, Chance, you know, and Chance is in tears talking about, you know, the fear of things that are going on around him, you know, and as a parent, you're trying to protect them and tell them things are going to be all right. But realistically, you know, how does this become all right, you know, in any way, shape, or form? Hey, Ray, I see you jumped on, man. Um, I'm going to unmute your phone and stuff. But the way we're doing it right now is that mute your phone as you have something to say, then unmute it. And then now we can dive in so we don't have a background because I'm recording for our podcast. But uh, I know you probably have some opinions and some thoughts, you know, growing up in uh, New Jersey and then being here in California, raising kids. Uh, share your thoughts, man. Tell them what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, it's a tough one, man. I uh I just, uh, 
you know, Katana just broke down in my arms yesterday about this. Uh, you know, she's worried about me and, and Sai and everything like that. And and it's a tough one, right? And, and I talked to her about you know, some of what you guys were talking about earlier about mindset and and how we got to this place and how people, you know, when we throw around the word races, they think racism is, uh, you know, all white hoods and burning crosses. and think that's not the racism I'm worried about, right? I can fight that racism. I can go confront that racism. It's the, the racism that's deep and embedded into people's mindsets that is hard to fight, right? That that uh, that that fear that you already have when you when you're walking by me, uh, the the fear that a cop has when it comes to my window, assuming that I'm going to do something and he's got to be ready to 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 react at any time. That's the mindset that. That's and I'm telling her that it's different now. I mean, it's it's not different, really. It's it's just it's being filmed now, right? So it's a, it, it's hard to get away from. No one can talk around it, like say it doesn't exist because there's video, right? And 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 I'm telling her that her generation and the one right before hers is the ones that can affect the most change because there's no more hiding from it, right? Back in our day. You know, there were everybody didn't have the cell phone. Everybody, you know, the world couldn't see what was going on at all times, and it's different right, now. Right, right, for sure. D, what do you think, man? I know you you have a church that's right in the center of you know South Central, and you know you probably have your congregation talking to you and concerned about vigils and things that are going on. And I'd love to hear what's coming from that side of the pulpit, man. Well, you know. As a pastor, I have to walk a fine line um, to to be responsible for the souls of the individuals, but yet address their fear and their their vitriol that goes on. Because uh, church folks ain't no different than the rest of your folks. They get pissed off. They get upset. They want to uh, exact revenge. They want to do those type of things. So we have to. I have to balance that uh, and show them. Uh, through scripture, that first of all, this is nothing new. Uh, the Bible talks about in Amos 5, the, the injustice that has been done, where people pretend to be one thing, but are actually be doing something else. You pretend, we call this one nation under God, but yet we are truly, if we really look at it, not truly a God-fearing God, God nation. Because we go to church Sundays, we play the games, but Monday through Saturday, we put on our true colors. And I have to balance that and make sure that we, we keep what Scripture says to love our enemies, to pray for those who spitefully use them, but also at the same time uh, not be sent as a, a sheep to slaughter, that we have to hold ourselves and make sure that we protect ourselves. I'm not saying we go out and start something, but we have to protect ourselves. Uh, and so it's a, it's a fine line that, that we as ministers walk. But I think that, uh, as uh, uh, Mr. Kyle said, one thing we have to do is we have to affect mindset change. And uh, from my perspective, mindset change changes. You have to look at the word of God. But I also want to have people help and look at each other and realize 
that no matter what color your skin is, the Bible does not talk about, does not list skin color as a way of dividing people. Uh, we've injected that in there, but truly God doesn't really talk about that. And if we look at it, DNA makes up, it makes up less than a percentage of what uh, we're supposed to be is when it talks about color. So we have to break that down and start dealing with the mindset that we're all human beings. There's one race, there's a human race. And we have to deal with that because if we do not deal with that, we'll end up going over this for years to come. There'll be a, a, a perpetual thing that will continue to just a secular, just continue. We'll make it look good for a little while and go back. Make it good for a little while and go back. We've got to deal with this now and right away. Like you said, we've got to find someone who's going to step up, be an orator, and talk about these things so we can deal with these things. Agent, and I see you over there kind of shaking your head. Is there some thought about that conversation and what you believe in there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, respectfully uh, to uh, my brothers, Damon and Kyle, uh, let me just clarify what I meant by affecting the money. What I meant by affecting the money, just like um, Jewish people do, we're talking, I'm, I'm talking about congressmen affecting getting to congressmen and getting to people who own things. So basically like we're talking about the mindset. And once again, what I'm hearing is coddling. Keep continue coddling white people. Keep continue coddling white people's thoughts about you. Who are we talking about changing the mindset? The mindset, we're gonna change our mindset. They're not changing their mindset. And then once again, we're talking about an, all of us who've had a, a a Eurocentric education. So when you go somewhere to to vacation, everybody talking about going to Europe. Everybody talking about going to Paris. Everybody talking about going to Africa. Let's keep it 100. And I'm tired of this sort of like docile behavior. That's where they got it. Okay. Well, so let me let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. So what I'm talking about is. How Jewish, basically, they anything that goes on TV that's talk, that talks about Jewish people in a way they don't they don't want to be spoke about, then it's taken off TV. So when we're talking about images and we're talking about all the all the things about black people, what black how how they see us, it's on TV, it's advertised, it's through rap video, it's through song, and all of that. So when we begin with talking about changing the image and all of that stuff, the imagery and all of that has always made them look good. All of that. That's why, that's why a lot of times all, the, all of this to me is all perpetuation of slavery as well. How we think about one another and how they think of us and how we handle one another. This, whole, this sort of docile uh, behavior to me is like, that's why we are where we are because we've always been nice to them. We've always been this, oh, yes, master, yes, sir, and all of this stuff. Instead of like taking the lead, because they're taking everything from us. If they felt bad about anything they've ever done to us, they would have given, given us the 40 acres in the mule. They would have given us reparations and all of that. They would have given us free education. There was about 10 years ago, even they've taken everything from the American Indian, and 10 years ago, they put a ballot on talking about we have to now tax the Indian casinos. And you know what that was? That was trickery. 
because now they're they're putting it on a ballot where no one really reads about what was taken from them. This is all the trickery they do. They do it all the time. The trickery is even now do the looting, but now there's white people out there busting windows and all of that. But that is not our cause. This all of this the, the looting has nothing to do with that man being murdered and changing the rules. Agreed, agreed. So but let me let me kind of dive into the comment you made in regards to us being domicile and meek and mild, right? Domicile, right? Domicile, yeah. Okay. And and so look, I, here's what I think. I I I agree to an extent, right? We have to definitely take action. We definitely have to do something different. But I think what Kyle's point was, as far as the mindset is changing, is that you first have to affect someone's thoughts before you can affect someone's action. And that's really what it comes down to. When you think of a, when you think of, like you just said, Adrian, you said that the perpetuation of what people see us as has really been brought about what people see in the media. And because of that reason, right, they see us a certain way and they believe that we are a certain way by what has been seen. I completely agree with that. But I also think at the same time, how do you affect change if not more than the fact that trying to find the commonality in people to be able to find a way to, to basically find a way to coexist. We have one planet, we have one world. We can only exist on this one planet in some form or fashion. Are we supposed to be separate to the point where we fight and argue and, and, and we don't have a way to communicate? Because then that just adds more to the process is the way I look at it. So I, I agree with you that we definitely should stand up for our rights and when things happen to us, we should take action without a doubt. But I still do believe in what Kyle said and what, and what Dee said and Ray, that we have to find a way to change people's thought perceptions. Because if we don't, how do we change for the better? We've had 400 so, years of change. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I, I, I obviously came in a little late and I didn't hear what Adrian said, but from what Adrian just said, I'm, I'm with you, Adrian. I, I, I don't think we can do one way without the other. Both have to be done at the I same think. time. There, had, there, there cannot be a capitulation uh, without forceful action. So uh, I'm angry, right? I'm angry, and I, I hear that in Adrian's voice. So there has to be both. There cannot be we think that, oh, we're going we're gonna to talk nicely and things are going to change. Agreed. And change, right? That, that, that didn't happen. Let me let me chime in because before you before you chime in, Kyle, let me just ask say one thing. So I agree with both of you brothers are saying, right? And I agree with it, okay? But my question is this is the looting and the burning of property in our own community, that's not doing shit for us. That's not helping us in any way, shape, or see, form. See, that's that's the okie doke, right? That's the okie doke. That they, they this that is a small, minute percentage of what's going on. I agree. In this I area. agree. But listen, so that's, that goes to the point of what Adrian is talking about. We don't control the media, so we don't control the images that are out there about us. So it's up to us to see through that, right? And see the meaningful action that's being done by the vast majority of protesters out there. The vast majority. Uh, we and then, like Adrian said, that this, uh, you know, most of the looting is being done by outside forces right. who are taking right. advantage right. of this. They don't have nothing to do with this. And it's up to us to take that narrative and flip it to where it needs to be. Kyle, what you got? So, so yeah, I agree that um, 
we cannot no longer, as as Adrian said it, be docile. No longer can can walk with a soft voice and and speak of a false sense of unity. And we no longer can be silent and thinking that all we gotta do is pray. We gotta start speaking and standing up and affect change. But in order to do that, this is what I was saying as far as our mindset. Our mindset for over 400 years, as you pointed out and beyond, was to be quiet, to accept and to, to hope that we will have our day and that we'll hope that we will have our time and be free and that we hope that we can be alive. No, today we need to stand and we need to speak and demand with forceful voice our own rights. And, and, and if you want to affect the change as far as hitting them in their pocket, then stop spending the money with them and hold your money and spend it with each other. Stop holding, start holding our, our legislators accountable instead of voting and then go disappear and start complaining about what's going on. Start holding our church leaders accountable instead of being hiding in behind a pulpit inside of four walls. Get your butt out to church and start speaking to God. If you want to affect change in here, then we got to start being real and start opening our mouths and doing what's right. That's what I was talking about, our mindset. Our mindset is wrong. Our minds are corrupt. When we yeah. had in Compton last night, we didn't have a protest, but we had a whole bunch of rioting where now people who cannot go anywhere else to get the substance they need don't have no way of getting it because we want to burn down our own stuff for something that don't make no sense because our mindset is wrong. If you want to affect change, change how a person is believed, how they think. If you want to change how they think, change how they're being taught. Get in these school systems, get in these communities, get in these businesses and affect change that way. I'm tired of talking to my kids, talking about you need to be safe and this is how you got to be safe. I saw something on Facebook the other day where a father was teaching his child how to read, how to breathe with somebody on their neck and their back. That's crazy to me. So look, so look, no, I agree guys. Everything you're saying, I totally 100% agree on this. Like I, Look, let's move to the next part of this process, right? So we agree that we no longer need to be meek and mild and that in order to affect change, we have to have our voices heard, right? We agree that the media has portrayed us to be a certain way and this is what perpetuated that how people see African-American people. We agree that at the end of the day, that in order to affect change, we have to start with our mind to be able to understand that we're not okay with being that weak-minded person and that we have to do something that exists and creates action, 100% across the board. Well, here's the question. How do we as a race, as, as black men that you know, have grown up in this society and we realize that every day we are not promised to walk down the street and be safe because we're worried about when the cop pulls up behind us, what's the next step? I understand. What do we do to be able to shift the thoughts and the processes to be able to get other people to get the fact that although you're not black and you can't understand what I'm going through, you still need to appreciate what we are going through and it is a part of our process that you can't understand. You can empathize with it, but you will never have the same feeling that we will have in that process. 
So how do we affect that change with other people though? How do you affect the change and get other people to see us in a different light, to know that we are definitely something more than just our color and our skin? Because honestly, if that's the thing, we're doomed. We can't do nothing else but have civil unrest. So what's the, what's the solution? Well, first we gotta, we gotta change how we treat each other. Black lives matter. It's gotta matter to black lives. And if we stop killing each other, hell, how are we gonna expect them not to kill us? So we have to start changing our own mentality and start meaning being being meaningful and intentional on how we raise our own community and stop with all this other. Oh, it's the white folks. It's the white folks. No, it's us first. That responsibility. Agreed. 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 May I may I say something? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. I first want to say I love all you guys, man. I've been knowing all of you for the, my whole life, and you are you are brothers to me. And I love hearing this conversation. And I just want to say this is actually where it starts. We're doing it now. Okay. Each one, teach one. What I see in the community that I live in is a lack of self-awareness in black and and my people. I see my people every day. And what I mean by this is if you see a brother throwing some trash out the window, you don't respect this community. It's small, but it's big. Yeah. Okay. Each one, teach one. If you don't respect your community, then you don't respect other people. You walking up in your place and you see another man down, help that man. Or with your own kids, we're all fathers here. Teach your kids that they're world citizens. They're not from California. They're not just not from Los Angeles. They're world citizens. Make sure that they're aware of the world and aware of the elements of the world and aware of everything about the world. Make your kids right so they can touch other people. Make sure you're touching other people how you act. If you could touch one person, inspire people, we're here to inspire people as black people. That's all we ever do. We match it. We can dance. We can sing. We can write. We're smart. We're, we're everything. So we got to understand that we have that power. But the thing is, we haven't been told we have that power. Because in the book, Corey, Kyle, Damon, when we were reading about Pilgrim, we're reading about George Washington. We're reading about uh, Abraham Lincoln. What about Harvard uh, uh, Washington? You know, what about Thurgood Marshall? What about all of the heroes that we can look forward, look at? They got a bunch of heroes. They've only been told that they can do whatever they want in life. That's what we're lacking. We need to let our black kids know, our own kids, to then let them know they can be anything in this world. Anything. There's no limit. So I'm just saying we got to start right here, right now, inspire our kids, inspire the people around us. Corey, you do that. Kyle, you do that. You do that. Damon, you do that. And I sure do that as an artist or whatever I am. God has put me here to share my creative gifts with people. And I'm conscious of making sure that I do that all the time. But everyone is not like us. So we got to make sure we keep touching people. That's how we do it. Step one. Tyrone, go ahead, man. I know you just jumped on the call, man. We're just talking about what's been going on in the world right now, looking at George Floyd and, you know, also what we can do to affect change in the world. And really, 
you know, how does this move forward going from this point on? Hey, brother. Um, man, been kind of silent over this uh, over the last couple of days, and you know, because it's a lot, bro. It's a lot, and um, you know, we've we're we're pretty much all about the same age, so we've been through this before, but this is different because everything kind of just accumulated, and everyone has had a time to reflect. Chasing the bag is not important. Um, and the, from all my entrepreneurs and everything like that, that was like the main focus. Oh, man, we, know, we need to get this money. We need to do yeah. Not at this time. You not at this I said not, not, not at this time. Um, have things that we, we, we're, we're just magnetic towards core yours is in financial and and a lot of folks in our community don't know about finances some may be in the art he can minister through art damon's a pastor so so those are things that we can do that that we can affect our community um, um so those are some of the things that i was thinking about um and, and from a from a from a micro point in my family you know, my girls was down there over at the. Uh, hey, T, I'm uh, I'm uh, having you move to another. They needed to be. We're, we're catching like every other word, man. We're not even getting any of your. Ah, okay. You got some insight, and I'm trying to get the knowledge, and uh, and nothing's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me change it. Let me change it. I'm gonna go on mute. And I'm gonna... Okay. Uh, can I can I say something? Yeah, yeah, please chime in. So uh, another thing I was I was talking and and what Adrian and everybody's saying is, is right. Another thing that I was telling Katana yesterday is that, you know, my whole life I've been telling people, I have a saying, and my saying goes, I am not a unicorn, right? A unicorn is this mythical being, right? That, that doesn't really exist. It's not real. But as a black man, it, they think when, when I have, you know, others around me, in, in the environment that I'm in, because you know it's not many of us there, but they think Paul Ray is not like the the other black people, right? Right? He he he's different. But I, I keep telling them. He speaks so well. Yeah, I keep telling them. I'm like, I'm not a unicorn. This is this is. I'm not this mythical creature that you see once in you know out of the blue. This is this. There are many of us, and that's my job is to 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 show you know, myself and what I can do, but also to, to shift that mindset and say, hey, you know, this is not some out of the norm thing. You know, I come from great stock. I know people who are just like me. I see these people on this call right here, right? And that's what the most important thing for us to do is to, to uplift other brothers and sisters in our community and make sure people know that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a good one. But that's not all, right? There's many, many. All of us are good, right? And you know, in, in any any race, there's bad and good people. But you know, for some reason, they have this unicorn, you know, mindset that oh, if I find a good black person, that it's just that one person, right? That whole race can't be that way. It's just that one. I, I saw a unicorn one time way back when, right? So I and I say that often to people. And uh, I, was, I was also telling her that, you know, 
I got people who have racist tendencies all all the time around me, and I have to check them all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, because they're they're saying things and they don't even realize it themselves. They have that unconscious bias that they're not aware of, and if you allow that to be, oh, that's just that's just how they were raised, or 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 all that, then they continue that and they perpetuate that with whoever they're talking to, with whoever they're raising, with whoever they're around. And if you don't check it, I mean, you know, you don't have to say, Hey, mom, you know, let's go outside. That's not, you don't have to do that all the time, but it has to be checked. It has to be checked. Right. No Every single time. Yeah. And really? sometimes you may have to take somebody outside. <laughs> That's real talk, real talk. All right, Baron, man, you got your you got your mic working, man. You go, you gonna be able to talk. We gotta get you on the technology. Yeah, can you hear me? yeah we got you. Go can ahead. You hear me? Yeah, we hear you. All right, man. I came in late on the conversation, but I like what the gentleman said with the with the, the beard, the goatee. He was talking about how we is by our individual actions, how we raise our families, how we carry ourselves in the decisions that we make on an individual basis. But like you said, I don't think it is the responsibility of all these other communities to police us or to create opportunity for us. I mean, it goes back to the beginning of time. It's about divide and conquer. The more they get us not communicating with each other, the more they get us separating groups and making segments by economic classification, by educational classification, by skin tone, skin colors, whatever that can create division between us, that means, okay, I don't know the secrets that you have. Your information may save my life. But if I don't have that, then I can't act on it. Just like your information might take me to the next level financially or economically, if I don't have it, we can't do that. So I think it's a matter of changing our priorities as a people. Our priorities should go back to education is the fundamental thing that takes us from, it took us from slavery to the civil rights movement. Education was what? I guess, pulled us up by our bootstraps to get us to where we got thus far. And then at some point, education wasn't a priority. Let's say late 80s, early 90s, crack came into play, fast money, easy money. And it was a matter of status and things became more of a priority than time and the experience to learn a craft, build a skill, build a trade. It was all about if you got things and you got money, one of the two, that's all you need. Everything else is irrelevant. How fast you get it means that's how smart that's how smart you are. And so I think we've been kind of miseducated to believe that quick money, quick success, quick access to certain things, be it through your athletic ability or some musical talent, that is the quickest way to gain notoriety, even though that is such a small percentage of our society that reached that level. Now, there are some gentlemen who, like a Jay-Z, like a Two Chains, all these different rappers that may have come from the streets and done you know, penitentiary chance type things to get to a certain level. And then they had the, the wherewithal and obviously the genius to segue to turn that into something profitable, but that's such a small percentage. But for the most part, the other 95% or more that will never be able to take that and flip that into something. They'll be caught in a system where they're not gonna grow, they're not gonna build a family. And that was the, the main thing I was getting to is the family. Until we gain the control of our black families, we don't have a family unit. Over 60% of African-American men don't have a wife that are over 21 years old, 25 years old that have kids. We don't have families. So 
if you look at our counterparts, they have a family. They've been on their job so many years. So obviously they can build well. They can do a lot of things when you have a unit. We don't have a unit. The black women are not, we're, we don't have that unity. And not to say that you can't marry any woman you want, of course you can. But I'm saying from the standpoint of our community, we do not have a unity. Now, if somebody can tell me that we do, then tell me. All right, all right. So we're gonna leave with one last question I wanna throw out to all of you guys. So when it comes to us affecting change in the world, what would be the one thing that we can do as a, as a, a, a collective group of individuals that would help us start moving into that direction? And I'm just gonna go around the room, tell me the one thing that you think we can do, and we'll go from there. Kyle, start with you. Like I said, it's like you got to change our mindset. You got to stop being silent and start speaking up for what's right and, and stop killing ourselves. You know, it starts with us. Cool. Damon, what about you, brother? Unmute yourself. Uh, well, the, the the thing that I see that we need to really get a hold of and the mindset change of is our, our the way we vote and how we vote. Uh, we have been hoodwinked into voting for certain people because they say certain things, they have keywords and they play, but we don't really vote for people who are out to make a change. And the truth is we don't vote. We need to get out there. If we're going to make a change, you want to affect their pocketbook, affect them at the polling place. You can't put some of these people that have been lifetime congressmen and stuff out of office, put and start affecting, and then their change will come. But it starts one by one. And it doesn't start at the presidency. It starts at the local level. It starts at your assemblyman, your congressman, your senator. Those are the things we need to work on. Tyrone, what about you, T? Now that I got off that Bluetooth, you could probably hear me better. Oh, yeah, there you go. See, I think you have some knowledge. Uh, We're waiting to hear it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, mine's, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's a whole bunch of things, man. But I, I think mainly on a personal level um, is dealing with the trauma that we as black men have to deal with. Um, when I say that, I mean that I know when I go into an elevator, and maybe, you know, different folks in there of different um, ethnicities. I'm always the one that says, hey, how you doing? And that voice. You know what I mean by that voice? Hey, how you doing? Just so that they feel comfortable in my presence. Come on. You know what I mean? That's so, so that's trauma. So there's a lot of trauma um, um, counseling, a lot of trauma things that we have to deal with um, that I feel. Um, and that we just have to talk to our young men about um, that. Yeah, you don't have to be the one that makes everyone feel comfortable in your presence. I should be feeling comfortable. Yo, come on, you should be the other way around. So <laughs> dealing with that, dealing with the healing, um, and 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 really realizing because once you get to that point, then you can actually think critically. Like, oh, damn, I maybe I should be thinking about my future and finances or. Now, maybe I shouldn't be sleeping around with all these women to have all the babies where I can't even, where I think uh, my brother um, um, Murdoch was saying yeah. about having family. Um, you can't even think, you can't even think straight because you're just in trauma. 
So that's not just throwing it off to say, oh, okay, yeah, that's an that's an excuse. We're men, you know, black men, but the the playing field is not even the same. It's not even the same. Yes, we may have made millions and all of that, but the playing field for most is not the same. So that that would be one of the one things that I would think of my brothers that my brothers that um, dealing with the trauma, dealing with that, and 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 being able to. Most of us, I know most of us here, we've sat down, we've talked, we strategized, but on this level right here, there's so many. Yes, definitely the voting, but dealing with us as men, and we're going to be the only ones that's really get us out of this. I think Murdoch said it. We're going to be the only ones that really get us out of it. We, we can't really look for our women. We can't really look for the government. It's us. And I think once we do that, where we have a trust with each other, then we can we can make some serious change because now we're fragmented. And once we get together and we're, we're a unit, um, powerful, man, powerful. Nice. Baron, did I get you yet, man? B, go ahead. You're on mute, man. You're on mute. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I just want to say, man, I think it's tremendous what you guys have, have said and the meaning that you know that you brought to this conversation, and I, I thank Corey for for organizing this, and I mean just the mix of people with all these different skills and backgrounds. I'm 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 a linear person, and I'm I'm all about creating quantifiable results. If we were to look at every sector that each of us on the phone uh, plays a role in in terms of our 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 day to day jobs, we should be trying to figure out how can we push opportunity to each of us to do what we do, and how do we collaborate. If um, my, my guy that's a painter and he's done a chimney for me, he's done a fireplace for me. Um, if, if we got people that have talents and skills, how can we send them business? How can we keep them eating? And it's like, it's about how can we create service businesses? How can we create our own infrastructure? For the most part, everybody else owns the infrastructure businesses. And the infrastructure businesses are those core things that everybody's going to need every day, whether it's a carpet cleaner, whether it's a a concrete finisher, a painter, core things that you're going to need in your house on any given day, we should be providing that to ourselves. And we should have that in-house where we keep in our, our, our group, you know, empowered, eating. And we can, you know, you can teach people when they're when they, when they well-fed, they can think straight when their stomachs are full. They're, they're willing to, to receive education and learning when they're not worried about what do I have to do to get this money? We got to take that part of the conversation off the table from the youth to the grown men. You know, a 50-year-old man shouldn't have to be trying to figure out how am I gonna feed my family? How am I gonna take care of myself? It shouldn't be that case. Because like you said, the playing field isn't exactly equal and we know that. So we gotta, we gotta outsmart the system. We gotta create our own system. Nice. AD? First of all, I wanna say, what's up, B? I ain't seen you in a long up, time, baby? man. What's up, man? What's up, what's up man? Uh, you got it. I just want to, yeah, my thoughts is in is uh, it's always with the youth. Um, you know, I think they're the leaders of tomorrow and they're leaders of the world and our future. And I think if we're able to just inspire our youth to let them know that there is a world out there, there is a huge world and and opportunity. 
um, because we see basketball and football, those are not the only amazing opportunities in the world. And I think that, you know, obviously for me, the youth and how, how we see things for the young kids is we need to just broaden their perspective on things. Um, that, that's it. I don't really have a long one because I think everyone has made really, really good points. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's it. Appreciate it. Ray, you got something for me closing out? Yeah, I, I want to go yeah, back to what I said about, uh, about the unicorn thing, right? Uh, it's up to all of us. All of us are doing well, I think. And we all probably came from similar backgrounds. Um, and it's not just, uh, you know, showing, you know, white people or other folk, you know, that we are not a unicorn that, hey, there's others like me. We can all, we, we're, we're intelligent and, and that's, it sucks that we have to do that, but we have to do that. But also you need to get into our own communities and do the same thing, right? Always think, you know, right now, the only, the most prevalent thing in, in our youth's mind, and this is speaking to Adrian about broadening uh, their their world is that, oh, I can be a, a sports athlete or I can be a rapper or a singer, something like that, something in entertainment. And I don't want to belittle that. That's, that's great. That's something to strive to. But also, you know, we need to show our faces and show what we've done and show how we're living, right? And I think that's, you know, as well as showing the others, the white people and, and other races that, hey, we're doing fine and we can do what you can do and, and, and most of the times twice as much because we have to do that in order to get to where we are. But also showing the youth that, hey, look, you know, I drive this car, I got this house, I got my family. This is what I do for a living. This is what I did to get here. This is where I came from. I came from where you are, right? And, and if they see that progression, that, you know, the dream, the only dream they, they don't have to have uh, a dream of being one of those, you know, uh, sports or one of the things that's very hard to get into. They can, they can build up to a career where they can live well on their own. Right. And I, I think that's important. Right. I, I think uh, a lot of kids, once they, you know, if they're going for a sports uh, thing and, and something happens where they're not the best one, they, they lose that hope. And, and what, the thing that I tried to instill in my kids is that, yeah, we want to play sports. I, I want you to learn that mindset, but I also want you to know that education is first and foremost. That's how you're going to build yourself. And, and, it, and it doesn't, they don't have to be an engineer like me. They can be, I just want you to be the best in whatever you choose to be. But you need to have some sort of, you're going to have to learn. If it's an apprenticeship or if it's, a, or if it's college, if it's a trade school, something, you're going to have to build yourself and learn how to learn those things so that you can take care of yourself and your family. And I think that's important. I think that's important to show that, hey, we've done it. We're here. You know, it's just not the people on TV, but we came from your community and we're here. And I think that's the most important thing. Thanks. Well, brothers, I appreciate the, the time spent. I appreciate I, I shoot a text out and y'all jumped on and we got it going. Uh, that was really cool. 
uh, I think uh, what Baron said, you know, it, it does have to start with us first. We do have to be the the spark that lights the nation. And we start with our kids and start teaching them about how we can be and how we are already great. I love what you said, Ray, about the unicorn, because I think that is so big. Uh, people always assume that we're unique in our process, but there are so many of us out there that are just the way we are. So I appreciate you, brothers. Uh, this was a cool little call. Uh, like always, Money Talk LA, real people, real money, real talk. You guys be well and blessed. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.